Over the last several weeks on the podcast, I've been tackling some of the big and serious issues of mental health, men, and the church. On today's episode, the topic, it's still big and serious, but it's not quite as heavy. I'll share today some thoughts on how to help someone who's dealing with these challenges. How do you help them change? This is the Significant Man Recharge Show. I'm your host, Warren Peterson. We're Christian men who talk about the important topics that matter in life. We're men who live in this world, but are not of this world. You know your life can be busy, noisy, and chaotic. This is the show for you to get renewed, restored, and to recharge. So let's get started. So today, I want to take a different perspective on this month-long series about mental health issues. This episode is all about what we can do to help others. Obviously, we're not going to become trained counselors or therapists in this one short podcast episode, and we should never imply that we are, but we can learn the basics of how we can help someone else who's working through their own mental health challenges, and this can help you during your times as well. As we get started here, it's critically important that you know that you cannot make someone else change. You cannot do the work that someone else needs to do. It's not your responsibility, nor do you have the ability to make that other person change. What you can do is help. You can show another way to someone who has already expressed interest in changing, and that's a key point here. The other person has to have expressed some degree of knowing that they need to change. You're not able to make that other person change. God can make them change. Jesus can come into their life and make them change. But you and I, we don't have that ability. We don't change someone. So don't put that pressure or expectation on yourself and on the situation you're in. No matter how good your intentions are, no matter how much you may want to see that other person change, they have to be the one who is ready and willing to take that first step. Now, you can still do all you can to help, and you should. That's what we're talking about today. Just don't create an expectation that you, even with all of your best efforts going all in, don't think, don't expect that you can make them change because you can't. All right, so I'm going to focus here on six aspects of helping someone change. And, and one other quick point, if you're not comfortable having these sorts of discussions, then don't push it. Take what you can from this, learn what you can from this, but by no means is it a requirement that you take on this role. Let the Holy Spirit guide you in your conversations as you're helping like this. All right, so first is to create a safe environment. The other person has to know that they're safe around you, both in terms of how you're going to react and respond in what you're going to say. Choose to be an imitator of Christ in how he responded and spoke with love. Even when he was challenging people, it was always in love and wanting what's best for the other person. Now, in my opinion, we've overused the phrase safe space, so it doesn't have as much meaning. But in this context, it's really important when you're helping someone change, this is critical. If the other person doesn't feel safe talking with you, the odds of you being able to help them are close to zero to begin with. Now, this requires you to do some self-analysis and determine if you really are someone who is safe to be around in these situations. 
How quick are you to immediately jump in with advice? How quick are you to correct someone? How quick are you to judge? What is your body language like when someone is sharing something difficult with you? You need to really think about those issues as you get into a position of helping someone change. Now, second is to listen really well. And sometimes this is the hardest part for us men to do. Our default nature is often to just jump in and fix a problem. And that gets in the way of us simply listening well. Mental health issues often have a core issue of the person feeling disconnected and not being truly heard or understood. So on your side, you need to just quiet your own mind and your own instinct to fix and provide suggestions and just listen. Really listen with your eyes, with your ears, with your heart. Truly hear the person, hear their pain, hear their experience and go with it. Simply listen with love to hear the person and understand what it is that they're going through. Now, third is a concept called validation. Validation, it's a direct offshoot of listening well and listening with love. This is when you validate the concerns and feelings of the other person. Now, it's important you realize that validation doesn't mean you're providing agreement or approval. Rather, it means that you're seeking to understand and do your best to see things from their perspective. And one way to do this is reflect back what you hear. So if you're talking with someone and he tells you that he's been really stressed and upset, you could say that does sound stressful and upsetting. What you're not doing, though, is assigning what you think they might feel. If they don't say they're stressed and upset, don't say that back to them. Validating, it's not you diagnosing anything. It's you listening and understanding what they're saying from their viewpoint. Fourth here is for you to be patient. Mental health issues don't get fixed, so to speak, overnight. It takes time to change. Even for someone who is super motivated and wants to change badly, it will take time. So you need to be patient with the process and not push someone faster than they can deal with. Pushing someone to get help or change before they're ready can actually move things backwards. And even after someone gets professional help, it could take a while, potentially years. So you need to be patient with this process. And remember that the fact that this is going to take time, that can add more frustration onto the other person who's going through these challenges. They know all too well how long this has been going on. That can add to the difficulty of the situation. They might want to change, but they're not fully changed yet. And so your patient might be exactly the blessing that they need. Fifth is to really carefully watch your own language. Sometimes in an effort to sympathize with someone, we can say things that we think are helpful, but they're not. So I'll give you four examples here of what not to say and the reason why. The first thing you don't want to say is just pray more, have more faith, and everything will be fine. First, this is factually untrue. As we read in the Bible, people can have deep and solid faith and still experience mental health issues like anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, and more. So this is simply an untrue statement. But also, this can lead to creating more doubt, thinking that the per person's faith level is the problem, and that can spiral the issue downwards. Another thing to not say is this will simply pass with time. The truth is that not every mental health issue is a short-term or momentary experience, and this can give a false hope. 
It can often take years to work through an issue like this. And so when you say this will just pass with time, if things don't change on their own soon, then the spiral again, it can get deeper and deeper as a result. The third thing you don't want to say is just think positive thoughts. This ends up putting more blame on the person who is struggling. If the person could have just thought positive thoughts and everything would be fine, they already would have. It's a complete misunderstanding of mental health issues in the first place. And this kind of statement also can lead the person into feeling guilty for not just thinking positive thoughts. And it leads them as well to potentially lie or cover things up in the future because they don't want to have to deal with this anymore. And one more example of something to not say is remember that time when I felt bad too? In an attempt to understand, this makes the moment and the conversation about you instead of the other person, even unintentionally. It can come off as minimizing and making it so that the other person doesn't really matter in this scenario. And even while well-intentioned, you have to remember that this right now, this moment right now, it's about the other person, not you. You sharing that one time when you felt bad too, that's not going to improve the situation. Overall, your language needs to be validating and encouraging. It takes a lot of courage to talk about these issues. So if the person feels rejected or dismissed when they talk, they're likely not going to talk anymore. This is when they might put the smile on and say that everything is fine, all while they're feeling ripped up inside. Or they might create excuses as to why they can't get together with you anymore. So your language, it's really critical. It may be more important for you to work on your listening skills here instead of your talking skills. Hearing the other person, really hearing them, that, that might be the best thing you can do. And then again, back to helping people change. The sixth thing for you when you're helping someone else change is to get your own support. The fact is that you have to take care of yourself while you're helping someone else. You cannot effectively help someone else when you're completely drained. It's very common for helpers to feel the extra weight of the challenges that the other person is facing. And getting help yourself shows other people that you place a priority on mental health issues. You're walking the walk, so to speak, here. Tell people when you're getting help yourself. Let them see you seek out support and accept it. It can be hard to do this, but setting this example, it's an extremely powerful thing for you to do. I know when I was going through all of my own issues and challenges, it helped me to work with other men like I do now. And sharing about what I've gone through has helped others open up and share with me. So be that example for the people in your life that you're helping. And lastly, always remember the point that I started with. You don't change someone else. They must make the internal choice to change themselves. Because the fact is that sometimes people do the internal cost-benefit analysis, and they decide they don't actually want to change. They might decide that they prefer the current path they're on more than what it would take to honestly change. If that's the case, you can encourage them, but until they make up their own minds about changing, they're not going to change no matter what you do. So if there's someone in your life, and remember from an earlier episode that at least one out of every five adults you encounter is going to be dealing with a mental health issue this year, someone in your life who needs to change, you can definitely play your part in helping them change. You can provide them with a safe place to talk. You can listen. You can validate. You can be patient. You can check your own language. 
You can get support for yourself, but you can't make them change. And through all of this, your foundation must still be prayer and the Holy Spirit. You're to deal with each person with love, following the example that Jesus set. It's not easy to help someone who's working through mental health challenges, but it is part of us being called to be a light to everyone and show the love of the Father to those who may need it most. If you've caught all four episodes in this mental health series, I'd love to hear from you on on how it helped or thoughts about these difficult issues. This stuff can be a challenge to talk about, but it's really important that we do. If you missed a few episodes over the last month, you can find them wherever you listen to your podcasts or catch them also on YouTube. And wherever you do watch or listen, please go ahead and subscribe and rate and review. When you do that, when you share, when you comment, it helps other people find the show. So thank you for that. All right, with this episode here, we've wrapped up this series on mental health. I hope you've gotten some really good stuff out of it, and I hope you enjoy the next show.